Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, and welcome to the program. Tonight, for your quintessential listening pleasure, poet Sean Wordsmith is here. Sean is a poet, a family man, and an author. The title of his book is Shelby's Heroics. The book was inspired by his 10-year-old daughter, Cheyenne. Sean, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, sir. How's everything? Everything is fine. Everything is fine. We're going to go on a poetic journey, all right? And we're going to get started. What is poetry, Sean, to you? Uh, to me, poetry is um, words of expression. Um, it's uh, a form of expression. It's uh, words that you can see in motion that, uh, you know, you can express to the reader or to the listener. Mm. Tell me more about the motion piece. The motion piece. What do you is, mean by um, that? Yeah. What I mean by, yeah. What I mean by that is that, um, you know, it could take you different places. You know, reading in itself mm-hmm. uh, is, is, is very vivid. And sometimes it can affect you in a way that it moves you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's emotionally, you know, um, psychologically, psychologically as well. Um, so that's what I mean by emotion. All right. All right. You know, we're both poets. Why is poetry important? Why is it important? Hmm. What do you think? Um, why do I think? Um, I haven't really thought about that until now, but I feel that it's, it's important because sometimes people don't feel like they have a voice or know, know how mm-hmm. to express themselves in the right manner. And through wordsmiths like myself, um, sometimes that can, um, we can illustrate, um, you know, verbally, how they may feel or how they may want to express themselves. So it gives people a voice. All right. Why do you call yourself Sean Wordsmith? Tell me about your name. Well, my, my name is Sean. Um, Wordsmith, yes. I feel like I am a wordsmith. I feel like, All right. I, feel like, um, I feel like I'm very good with words. Um, I'm able to mm-hmm. inspire others. Um, I'm able to convey a message to bring uh, awareness to certain things through my words. So, um, mm-hmm. That's why I feel why, that's what the reason why I use the, the, the name or the moniker uh, Wordsmith. All right, very nice. You know, I'd like you to share with me what was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power. An early experience. Early, early experience. Um, mm-hmm. I say when um, my father had passed away about ten years ago, and mm-hmm. um, I just started to write a little poetry to help me get out of the, the grieving process because he always felt like, you know, I was good with words. Um, I never really took it seriously, but I thought I could pay, you know, homage to him by going forward with that. And that helped me go through um, the grieving process. So poetry for me um, really helped break me through to, to right now because um, that really helped assist me, you know, to, to come out the grieving process. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Please share a poem. Sure. Um, This piece is called uh, Suicide. A beautiful woman named Sue. Beauty on the outside appearance, only if they knew what was clearly apparent. Apparently, you would see how she held on to the past. Tragedies came to be what she covered up with laughs. Laughter was her best disguise. She barely recognizes her face as she creates all these lies where the great mind shall waste. Wasted time on the sorrow, God's goals never achieved. How can you see the blessings of tomorrow if today never leaves? Leaving her mark in this world, she'll never obtain because of what she witnessed as a girl is everyone's blame. Blaming drinks to hide the pain 
dying a little bit more each day, unable to comprehend that after rain, rainbows are on display. Displaying faith and hope, she's been done with that. The pills are how she now cope. To God, she has turned her back. Backed into a final corner, she begins to fight. Realizing her life needs order, she turns to the light. Lightning strikes one night, change, or you surely die. Yet she got tired of life, pushing Sue aside. Thank you. Wow. You know, I like to allow a poem to just kind of sit for a second. Got to breathe sometimes. Wanna... Yeah, you got to breathe. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Explain to me, my friend, what is the purpose of that particular poem? Um, that purpose is because, unfortunately, in our society, um, and we don't, we don't really um, emphasize this, but a lot of people that's going through mental health issues, and um, mm-hmm. they may feel like their road has ended or um, there's no way out. So the way that I write and the reason why I write is to inspire others to be the best versions of themselves, to be the best versions of themselves, mm-hmm. and to also understand that um, – even though you may feel this way right now, um, to look at life as cup half full, that you can still find a way. You know, you have family members that, that, that love and, and believe in you. You have um, friends that love and believe you, believe in you. So don't, you know, feel like you're the only one that's um, going through this. You know, I want to make sure, mm-hmm. like, once again, to give people a voice that, um, you know, that, that they don't feel like they have a voice. A voice for the voiceless is so important. What are some of the predominant themes of your work? What do you write about? Um, I'm right, let's say, say I'm all over the place, but it's mostly about inspiring. Um, Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's social justices. Um, You know, I'm a a black man myself, and, you know, we go through a lot of injustices injustices of the world. And um, Mm -hmm. I I bring that awareness as well, you know, and sometimes it's lightly said, sometimes it's um, straight to the heart because sometimes you have to pierce the heart to, to awake people. So most of my things are just about inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves, also bringing awareness mm-hmm. to the injustice of um, my culture. All right. Any specific issues that you talk about? Yeah. Um, As you're inspiring them to be the best that they can be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I talk about everything, you know, um, brutality about, um, you know, black people taking ownership and, and, and doing what they need to do as far as, um, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry about other people holding you back, you know, be strong. Um, so I talk about many things when it comes to my culture, but mostly, like I said, about just inspiring, just trying to give, once again, I have to keep reiterating, giving the voiceless a voice. All right. Then. Now, how does a poem begin for you with an idea a form or an image? Oh, man, all three. Yeah, so sometimes um, I may hear something on the radio and um, mm-hmm. a certain sentence or a certain word stuck out to me and I'll jot it down and then it blossoms, blossoms into a, to a, um, into a pop of poem. Or I may see something on TV and I say, you know something, I need to touch on this, and that may blossom into a poem as well. Um, mm-hmm. And... Imagery, of course, definitely imagery, you know, um, which is so uh, prevalent to our society now with social media and certain things of that nature. So definitely certain images um, I'll see, I'll jot something down, and then it'll just turn into a a poem. All right. Please share another poem. Okay, let's see. Um, Let me think. Let me think now. Okay, this one is called... Um, I let you fall. It's not easy to question those who have nothing and how do they get this way. However, reluctant originated from something and made them what they are today. How a child can die before his first cry and they say it's meant to be. But a man can lie, followed up with deny, and it seems he's more blessed than we. How a woman can struggle two jobs she must juggle, but shows up to church every week. She stays far from trouble, but then your rebuttal is the earth will be inherited by the meek. The wealthy stay rich. I never made that list, but being envious was never the case. 
I wanted to find my niche since I thought things were fixed. I continued to fall on my face. And the clouds came to and the clouds came together, the seas roared, the mountains began to shake, flying birds lost their feathers, thunders of war, the earth began to quake. You know my words, my voice you've heard, for what's in state. You have some nerve doubting the love so absurd. I must reach others before it's too late. See, those who found pleasures in worldly endeavors, see, those I seek to reach. Your climb seems forever, yes, faithful, however, don't you dare forget to teach. They may be morally weak, so they hear muffled speech, so I chose not to chastise. But you are my heartbeat, and I your feet. I'll let you fall, because I know you're right. Thank you. Wow. You know, there are times when I'd like to hear a poem twice. The first time <laughs> I'm settling in. Within the second right. time, I can listen. So please share that right. one again, sir. Thank you so much. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so this is, um, this is called I'll Let You Fall. <clears throat> Easy to question those who have nothing and how do they get this way. However reluctant originated from something and made them what they are today. How a child can die before his first cry and they say it's meant to be. But a man can lie, followed up with deny, and it seems he's more blessed than we. How a woman can struggle, two jobs she must juggle, but shows up to church every week. She stays far from trouble, but then your rebuttal is the earth will be inherited by the meek. The wealthy stay rich. I never made that list, but being envious was never the case. I wanted to find my niche since I thought things were fixed. I continued to fall on my face. Then the clouds came together, the seas roared, the mountains began to shake. Flying birds lost their feathers, thunders of war, the earth began to quake. You know my words, my voice you've heard, I prepared you for what's in state. You have some nerve doubting the love so absurd, I must reach others before it's too late. See, those who found pleasures in worldly endeavors, see, those I seek to reach. Your climb seems forever, yes, faithful, however, don't you dare forget to teach. They may be morally weak, so they hear muffled speech, so I chose not to chastise. But you are my heartbeat, and I your feet, I let you fall, because I know you're right. Thank you. Wow. You know, it's funny, your voice was qualitatively different the second time. You exuded a different level of confidence. There was a conviction there. Not that I, I won't say that I didn't hear the first time, but it was stronger right. this time. Right. So right. what I right. want to know is, what is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? Okay, so um, it's funny because I just found my speaking voice because um, I just really started to um, – this summer alone to speak my, my poetry. So I have to try to find which pocket I'm trying to go into. Um, you know, I speak fast sometimes. Um, sometimes I'm not as articulate as I want to be. But when it's emotional, um, because all my, po- all my poetry is emotional, so when I'm just feeling mm-hmm. it, when I'm just flowing, that's usually the best um, transition I get, the best voice I, I, I get, I would say. All right. All right. That's nice, man. I mean, you sound great to me. You really do. I mean, uh, you've got a very strong voice, as I said, a very powerful one. And you just talked about something that I usually bring up. You talked about emotions, the importance of emotions. Now, here's my question to you. Do you think someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Um, No, I don't. Um, because poetry is all about feeling. Um, right. That's um, the main thing for me. Um, it's coming from you. You know, even if you are speaking in third, speaking for someone else, you you found the emotional pocket where you have written down these words. Um, as you write writing them down, you're 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 reading them, rereading them over and over again, and it's making you emotional. You know, I've had poetry or poems that I've written myself that have brought me to tears, you know, um, that mm-hmm. I've written myself. So um, it's definitely, and I'm not, 
I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with crying, but I'm not a crying no, myself. Nothing. But um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, or sometimes even I may have laughed during my poetry. So, or I've gotten angry. I revisited what I was the reason why I even wrote the poem. I got angry during the process of me writing. So, mm-hmm. emotions is all involved in poetry, man. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to express yourself. I feel personally. Yes. Yes, I agree. You know, you mentioned crying. Real men, as we know, cry too. Well, we have emotions. 100%. Of course. We have emotions. So the question is, and you've answered it, but I just want to hear a little bit more. Does it hurt yes. you to write poetry? If not, why not? And I don't mean physically, but then again, it could be a physical manifestation of the way that you feel right. about something. That could be depression mm-hmm. or whatever. But does it hurt you right. to write poetry? No, no, no. It doesn't hurt me at all. That's one That's one emotion that I never feel. Um, it doesn't hurt me. It may anger me because I may be talking about a current topic that may have angered me or the way things are, are going in our culture or, or in our society, period. So it may um, anger me, but it doesn't hurt me. Um, it moves me, um, and it, it really moves me when other people are moved because um, that's what I do it for. I don't do it for myself. I do it for other people so they, they can be inspired so they can feel like they, that they're not the only one in the world, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're depressed, you feel like you're the only one. Or when you're sad, mm-hmm. you feel like you're the only one. So I, yes. the reason why I, I write poetry is because I want to make sure that they understand that, no, other people are going through it too. Um, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are here for you. and You can make it through. So um, yes. to answer your question, I know I, I took around the block with it, but to answer your question, um, no, I've never heard when I write poetry, no. You know, sometimes hurt can lead into anger. Right. Hurt feelings can lead into anger. But I can understand there's a qualitative difference between the two. So when you write, this is what I want to know, Sean. Is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? Hmm. For me, it's letting my guard down. Um, yeah, because if um, for most of my friends and most of my people that, that know me, until like the last maybe year or two, they didn't even know I enjoy writing. So mm. it's a form of expression to show a different side of me, um, to show that because um, some people may think that I have a hard exterior, that even mm-hmm. if you do may have a hard exterior, you can be multiple things. You know, um, yes. you can be many facets, you know, um, one day we're, we're human, we're not robots. So one day you may have this tough exterior, one day you may have this soft exterior, you know, that, that's what makes us human. So, um, you know, for me, it's letting my guard down and um, trying to express uh, myself the best way I can. And also, once again, trying to inspire other, others the best way I can. All right. Tell me about a poem, my friend, that you were very proud of writing, but were afraid to share for fear of misinterpretation. You got any like that? Oh, for sure. Um, I have a poem <laughs> called I Am. <laughs> I have two. Would you share it? I have an old one. Uh-huh. Um, sure. Well, yeah, I have, I have two. Um, I if can you share, feel comfortable. share with you if you don't mind. All right. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so one... The old, I have an old one. I have a new one that I just wrote, written um, two weeks ago. That um, Okay. So I'll, I'll share it with you now. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay, so the, the piece is called I Am. <clears throat> I Am, the blood of kings, in the pinnacle of a race now losing in the marathon, was led away from slavery, a chosen people, only to turn my back on thee. The same back that ached, pains from forced labor, labor that this country was built upon. I am countless names, names too easily forgotten, just names to some. Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin, I wonder what will Martin think. I wonder how Malcolm will react. My name taken, chained, and dragged. Take a look at Emmett Till's last photo. Do you get the picture? I am a choice in a voice, what James Baldwin had lived for, what Princess Diana was devoted to. Since words hurt, I've been blessed with an arsenal 
to destroy ignorance and hate. For every nigger, spick, honky, wetback, and chink, I've been blessed to inspire those to think. I am the legacy of my father. My footsteps wait for me. I hustle to catch up. For every gang member, to every drug addict, to the depressed and oppressed, I am you and you I. We have to overcome. By his grace, we shall. Thank you. I like that. How would you classify your ability to write poetry as a creative gift or a creative art? Um, a creative gift, for sure. It's a creative Tell gift me more. that um. Tell me more. That I was blessed with. You know, that I was blessed with by the Creator of all, and that He wants me to share with the world. So it's a gift um, for me to use to give to other people. And all right. Um, all right. With, with, with writing, with words, that's the biggest gift. One of the, one of the biggest gifts um, you can give to somebody because, uh, once mm-hmm. again, like I said, how you may um, envision my poem, my poem, mm-hmm. someone else may mm-hmm. see it differently. It may somebody else yes. may take it, take it a different way. So it can touch different people differently, and that's um, a blessing mm-hmm. in itself. Yes, yes. You know, all great writers have great writing influences who are some of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes? Okay, so um, it's funny because people would think that I'm such a, um, an avid reader. I do read, mm-hmm. um, but I don't read as much as I should. But I would say that James Baldwin um, was definitely an inspiration for me. Um, I haven't read many of his poems, but the poems that I have read um, was – was uh, beautiful, but I've, I've definitely heard him speak so so powerfully, so eloquently, so um, straightforward things on YouTube that I've seen him do. That um, he's an inspiration, you know, and I aspire to be as great as him as far as a writer and as a poet um, um, in itself. All right, all right. Anyone else? As a writer. Um, Not much else, um, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, I would say James Ball. You know, there's another one oh, that is not a poet, <laughs> but I love the oh, way right. uh, Stephen King writes. Yeah, I love the way Stephen yes. King writes. Um, mm-hmm. um, he's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he could be very metaphorical sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, yes. just the way he, he's very his writing is very vivid too. You know, you can basically mm-hmm. place yourself in some of the places that. That where he writes that, you know, you can place yourself mm-hmm. in that spot, and um, mm-hmm. it's just uh, the way he writes, and you know, his movies is just uh, it's beautiful to me. Well, you know, it's funny you all right. <laughs> well, you mentioned the word <laughs> vivid. You know, I was able to place myself in some of your poems. Oh man, I appreciate the word that. struck me that much. Thank you so much for that. It's a very, yes. very great compliment. I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, much. poets hail from all over the world. Where do you hail from? Mm-hmm. Where do you hail from? I'm from, uh, I'm from uh, Queens, New York. All right. <laughs> How has living in Queens, New York, being from Queens, New York, shaped your writing? Mm-hmm. How has it shaped your writing? Okay, so... Um, Queens is very, well, first, New York City is a very diverse city, probably the most diverse city in the country, I would say. Mm. Um, So living among so much diversity, I was able to see different religions, see different ways of life, see different um, creeds, see different ideologies. So that put me in touch with a lot of places in the world where even though I may have not reached there, in different countries or different um, cities, me in New York alone, I've had people that were from different countries, from different cities that I have um, interacted with that, um, you know, made me abreast to what's going on in their, their life and their, their culture. Mm-hmm. So that helped, mm-hmm. helped me be mm-hmm. a well-rounded um, writer, you know, because sometimes, um, and not to disrespect any writer at all, you know, because it takes a lot mm-hmm. of talent um, to, to write. But 
it makes me well-rounded so I can, I can understand why somebody from the, um, the Muslim community feels a certain way. Um, yes. So somebody that, um, from the, that, that believes in Christianity will f- feel a certain way. Uh, you know, a, a, chi- a Asian person, a, a Spanish speaking person, you know, so different walks of life, um, was like a melting pot for New York City for Queens, New York period. So that's what helped me become a, a good writer, I would say. What is your definition of empathy? Um, just be able to place yourself person's feeling, you know, um, mm-hmm. be able to understand what they're trying to convey, understand mm-hmm. sometimes what they're going through, and empathy is, I'm glad you brought that up, because empathy is such a huge, huge part in our society. I don't think we have enough empathy. Yes, I think too many people, too many people just worry about themselves and, and very selfish. And guess what? We're all going through things. We all have issues. We have all know people that have passed away. We all know people that have been sick, that have had, um, haven't been good financially. So having empathy for people, I think this, the, the world would be a better place if you will be able to just mm-hmm. place yourself in that person's feelings or in that person's head sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you so know, when you were question. sharing about, about living in Queens and the people that you right. meet or have met, that made me think of empathy as you talked about Muslims and right. other people, you know, attempting right. to understand their stories. You know, my thing has always been is that if you can't understand another person's story in totality, Attempt to resonate with the feelings that go along with that story because there's a universal commonality in terms of our feelings. We know happiness, sadness, frustration, all those things. Whether you're black, white, Mm -hmm. whatever, we all experience those things. You know, so that brings us together. That's the bridge. Let's take a brief break, Mm -hmm. my friend, and we'll be right back. Yes, sir. We are back. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I am here with Sean Wordsmith. Sean, please share a poem. Sure. Um, This one is called Breaking the Chain. 30 years to the date. How does one escape one's fate? How does one escape one's faith? A whole generation lost off hate. A baby girl born into this world with the eyes against her. A clammed up pearl ready to unfurl with temptations ready to lure her. Before she could speak, her mother was weak, so no choice but to be strong. Her father wasn't there. Why should she care? Her voice said men were all wrong. Since drugs were the vice, when asked her advice, her response was incoherent. So she rebelled out of spite. Why bother doing right? Life was an interference. So she had a daughter like a mom's before her, but just wasn't ready. Thoughts to abort her, thought that may be slaughter, so she chose to be steady. She educated herself with a degree from college, all with a full-time job. She didn't do it for wealth, so her skills were polished. Her baby's youth would not be robbed. Three decades after, she still maintained with most of her goals, well attained. With her past, never to blame, now her daughter thanks her for breaking the chain. Thank you. All right. Now, you've been writing for 10, 11 years now. Am I correct? Um, uh, I would say 
dibble dabbling maybe about nine years, but really the okay. last two years I've been writing. The okay. last two years. I well, my, okay. Well, my question was going to be, what would you tell your younger writing self if you could share or tell your younger writing self anything? I think you can still answer that. One. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Um, that to stay focused and continue to write because I am, because you're going to be inspiring so many, even those that you didn't mm-hmm. think that, that would be inspired by your writing, continue to write, continue to focus, don't give up. And, um, you know, because you, you do so much for, for others. All right. Which brings up another question. As you think about your work, mm-hmm. what emerges from you? What, what do we find out from you when you're sharing your work, reading your work? Who are you? Well, what do you find about me? That I'm, I'm a caring person, that mm-hmm. I do care about all people, that I want to make my, my stamp in the world, that before I do transition in the physical, that I have left a legacy for me and my family, um, mm-hmm. hoping to, once again, and I'm inspiring to um, be the best version I can be of myself, and which would um, only help through my writing and the many other um, givebacks that I want to do. All right. I like that. Share with me, if you will, some of the names or the titles of some of the poems that you've shared tonight or plan to share. Maybe five. Five five titles. Yeah, so I, I already um shared with you Suicide. I just mm-hmm. I just um told you about breaking the chain. Um All right. I let you fall. I let you fall. Um and I am. Yeah, I did four so far. Right. So yeah, that was the fourth one. Okay, that'll work. What role should a title play for a poem? Um, for me, uh, the title can show where the where the writer wants to go, where he's trying, what type of message he's trying to convey. For me, I used I used to like to use the title within my poem. To bring it back, okay. Um, like I did with suicide, you know, I I, I made a little um, uh, with, with words. I, I made her her name Sue, and then I put Sue aside at the end. So I mm. try to play with words sometimes. So I usually like to to put the title within the poem. Mm. So for me, mm. to answer the question, I'm sorry to answer the question. Sure. Um, the title the, the title is important for me because. Mm-hmm. Um, it would give the listener an uh, understanding where I want to go. And sometimes it could be tricky too. Like, I, you know, you may think I'm going down one avenue and I'm going down another one. So I like to try to, tr- you know, play with people's minds sometimes as well. All right. Very nice. Let's imagine for a moment, my friend, that a poem is like a cake. All right. A poem right. is a cake. Right. What would be some of the prevalent ingredients that go into making that poem? What would you put in it? What um, do you put in it? Let's see. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Let's see. Um, <laughs> heavy thoughts. You know, you have to definitely, right. you know, you got you to make sure you, you construct it the best way you can. You know, uh, you just can't mm-hmm. throw, throw, throw together um, words and think it's going to be all right. Um, <laughs> rereading it over and over again to make sure that it's going to hit the reader or the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see what else. Um, definitely a lot of... Uh, I know one. I know one. Okay, I talk- know one that you get to mention. Uh, feelings and emotions. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely <laughs> feelings, definitely emotions. And you, like, once again, emotions could be across the board. You know, it could be angry. Yes. It could be sad. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, inspiration. You know, it could be how you... Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, anger, hurt, like you like you mentioned earlier, and sometimes my, my poem has several feelings involved in in the uh, poem, and I like to do that because I want to make sure that I touch a person, different people in different ways. Wow! So, but yeah, feelings for sure. Very nice, very nice. Mm. I'm just thinking about what you've shared so far. 
<laughs> Great stuff, man. Great stuff. I like your style. I appreciate that. I Thank like you. your style. Here's my question. So much is happening in the world. The right. good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. What I right. want to know is, what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? And you kind of answered it. I was going to some more. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think the role of a poet in today's society is very prevalent because um, we're, we're, we're engulfed in imagery so much. And most of it is not righteous imagery. So as far as the public goes, you know, um, without even seeing a person's face, you can feel what the person is saying. Man, woman, or child, whoever's writing the poem or whoever's writing the poetry. So the imagery, yeah, that can take you somewhere for sure, but that's just face value. But your words can last a lifetime, you know. So I think just the value of a, of a poet in today's society is um, extremely, extremely important. All right. Do you think you were meant to be a poet? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Tell me more. Um, Tell me. Yeah, once again, <laughs> I think that the creator of all gave me a gift. And um, once I realized that it inspired others, that people felt moved by my words, I knew that had to be a gift from God. Um, and whatever, mm. that God is, whatever that God is to you, that's what, that's what I, I know for a fact. Because even though, yes, you know, as poets, as wordsmiths, as writers, whatever your talent is, you have to you have to hone those skills. You know you have to get better each day. But when you see how your skills or your talent affect people in a profound way, you know it has to be a gift from God. So um, all right, yes, yeah, that's what I think about. Amen, amen. What surprises you most about being a poet? Oh, what surprises me the most, especially in this day and age, that there's so many. You know, when this summer um, was the first time I actually started to, to recite some of my poetry, even though I was definitely nervous and anxious to do, do so, and I'm getting better and better at it. But I can yes, see different um, – I appreciate you so much. And, but I see so many different, different poets. So I think even young poets, you know, older poets, um, just to, to, to piggyback on what you said, this this time now, I think is definitely the the um, the time of the poet, you know, because we need it. You know, when you when you have a necessity, when the, when the world needs something, you see different, you see it sprouting up, and I can see different poets from different different places, different uh, cities, different towns, um, different walks of life sprout, sprouting up because of the need for for people to be moved. You know, we don't have. Right now, a, a Martin Luther King, we don't have a Marcus Garvey, we don't have a Malcolm X right now, but we could be individual leaders on our own, you know, by inspiring others, um, by bringing awareness um, to, to injustices and to other things that's going on in, in their life. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's about it. You, <laughs> you like that word inspire, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Sure. <laughs> the reason because, I brought that because, up is that you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to no, say? I'm sorry because I, I have to keep saying it because it's 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 a gift from God, you know, and um, mm. it's so it's so important that we do that because once again, people will walk around with many things built up inside of them that they can't they they feel like they can't let free. So if mm -hmm. I can use that word again, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if I can inspire others to maybe now express themselves better, to um, mm -hmm. to maybe look at themselves in a different way, to look at the world in a different way, um, not in such a depressing way. If I can do that, mm -hmm. then um, I feel like I've done my job. Well, the reason I brought up that the word inspired is that your book, Shelby's Heroics, was inspired yeah. by your 10-year-old daughter. That's why I brought up the word inspired. Keep using it. Please keep using it. 
It's so important. Don't stop. All right. I want to hear about this book. I want you to tell me about this book. Tell me about this book, my friend. All right. Shelby's Heroic. So, um, Shelby's Heroic. So, um, as you can see on the book cover, I use my daughter's image, imagery for the book. So, mm. about two years ago, because I have three kids, I have a – she's 10 years old. She's going to be 11 in February. I have a seven-year-old that's going to be eight in November. And I have a, a son that's um, six years old. He just turned six in July. So at that time, two years ago, because um, I'm also a, a mailman, I, I was working 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, six days a week. It was hard to really stretch yourself to make sure that the kids feel, you know, the love that you want to make them feel. So my mm-hmm. oldest and me have a great, great connection. I was trying to give some of that love and some of that caring to the younger ones too because I know that I gave it to her at that time. But so at the, at the particular time, she started to act out because she wasn't receiving the same love that she wanted to or the same, I'm not going to say love, because they always feel love, but the same caring or attention, I'll say that, the same attention that, they, that she is used to having. So one day I said, you know something, because she's an avid reader herself. She's already read 10 times more books than I've ever read already. So I said, you know something, let's do a book together. So one day we went to this college um, in, in, in Queens, and um, we, sat, we sat down. I brought her this little notepad, and we started going, some, going over some ideas. So I said, you know, you know, we could do like a superhero book, you know, but I want to bring a little style to it. And um, we came up with the idea that her hair would be the way that um, she uses her powers. So mm-hmm. just to take you down this book, um, it's about a eleven no yeah eleven year old girl that lives out in Queens with her her parents. And this particular day, the daughter went to go visit her mother and get her hair dried at her at the hair salon. So there was a thunderstorm out, and um, and there was a short in the dryer, and the young girl was electrocuted. So she suffered third degree burns, but miraculously recovered. And as she's re- as she's recovering, her her parents come to realize that she has developed abilities depending on what hairstyle she has. So if she has braids, she'll have super strength. If she has a ponytail, super speed. Many different abilities that she goes through through her through her different hairstyles. And she uses these hair these uh abilities to help out her peers and help out people in need. Um so it's very inspirational. It's um it's very family oriented. Um this the dynamic of the father and the daughter is very similar to me and my daughter in the book because each step of the each step of the way of her going through these abilities because she's starting to, in, through, through her journey, he's saying, why has, you know, basically God given me these abilities? And the Father keeps mm-hmm. giving you these abilities to help out others. So mm-hmm. the, the premise of the book is basically whatever abilities that you have, um, that you have to use them to help others. So, yes. um, yeah, so, yeah, that's the premise of the book. And um, it's a beautiful All story. Right. You know, even, you know, and um, I know, once it reaches, reaches the masses, you know, um, they're going to get so much out of it. Where is it available for purchase? It's on, yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, it's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Kindle. You can just Google the title, and um, it'll pop up. Yeah, it's on all major platforms. Yes, very much so. I found it on Goodreads. All right. Oh, yes. What yes. did you learn about yes. yourself writing this book? Who are you as a consequence oh, of writing this book? Yeah, so, you know, I have to reiterate, you know, it was difficult because um, I was doing so many hours at work. So I would get home, you know, I'd see the kids, you know, play with them a little bit, and then go to my car and, and start writing down, <laughs> um, starting the book. It just began with a book um, for just me and my daughter. But then mm-hmm. it just kept on writing. I kept, it, it, it blossomed into something that I know that other um, kids and other adults could take so many jewels and gems from this from this story. So I learned that mm-hmm. for myself that once I always had confidence, but I learned mm-hmm. that um, once I start something, that that once I'm confident in myself, um, that I'm going to finish it no matter what. And the the whole thing I have to I have to add is that um, I want to, sh- to to show an example to my kids that when you start something, you have to finish it no matter what. Yes. Um, if you say yes. you're going to do something, you have to be a, be a, a person, whether you're a female or a male of your words. So um, mm-hmm. that was instrumental in, in me finishing the book 
even though I was fatigued, sick sometimes, tired, whatever the case may be, um, I wanted to make sure that I finished the story. And, um, yeah, yep. Wow. Would you mind reading something from your book? Share the passage with us? I'd love that if you would. Sure, let me see. Sure. Um, Oh, I'm going to go with the – I just turned to Chapter 7, and I'm going to just read a page and a half for you. Um, So it goes, so, so, Dad, what do you think the message is? What do you think God is trying to tell me, Shelby asked. As I said, it's not going to be 100% clear of what he wants all the time. It's kind of like putting a puzzle together with the pieces mixed up in front of us. We have to put it together on our own, Marcus explained. Okay, I understand. I get that, Shelby replied. The puzzle in your dream was the fact that you saw an older version of the kidnapped girl, Layla, in it, Marcus mentioned. I know, Dad. That was crazy. She started to sink into the sand, reaching out for me. That part was so terrifying, Shelby added. I know. That would have been scary for me, too, Marcus admitted. Scary for you? But you're not scared of anything, Dad, Shelby responded. No, that's not true. But scary because I couldn't help her, but I would want to. That's what I meant, Marcus explained. Oh, yeah, I understand. Well, maybe that's what the message was, that I have to help Layla before it's too late, Shelby replied. Yeah, that's what I think, too, Marcus, Marcus mumbled. Marcus brought Shelby closer to him with his arm around, his, around her waist and whispered, Don't worry, we'll figure this out together. Shelby slowly nodded her head in agreement, but with thoughts of uncertainty. Marcus, Marcus helped Shelby up and slowly walked her to the bathroom to wash up. Do you need help washing? Marcus asked. Dad, I'm not dying. Don't be crazy. Close the door, please, Shelby directed. Okay, okay, sorry, just asking, Marcus replied with an embarrassing look on his face. Marcus was, making, Marcus was making his way towards the kitchen, stopped halfway, and walked back to the hallway bathroom. He knocked softly on the bathroom door before asking, Shelby, what do you want for breakfast? Okay, I'll stop right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I was getting wrapped up in it. <laughs> now, the, na- <laughs> the name, Ch- is it Shelby or Shelby? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, it's, spelled, it's, it's pronounced Shelby, but it's, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's with a C-H because my daughter's name is Cheyenne. So I wanted to make okay. sure that, um, yeah, so we're with a C-H, so it's pronounced Shelby. Also, I have to add that, um, all the characters in the book is um, named by her, because uh, I wanted to make oh, sure wow. that we did this together. Yeah, so every each and each and every character in the book, she named herself, and um, I just placed them in different places uh, within the book. Yeah. Wow. You're a great writer. I enjoyed I appreciate that. You. Thank you. I really did. You know, Thank now you. we've come to a time in the program that I really like. I call it a mini. Poetry concert. This is where okay. <laughs> you recite three poems back to back, no interruptions from me. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> the stage okay. is yours. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so this one is called um, Sean Bell Tribute. My Sean Bell Tribute. Dante Wright, 20 years young. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Brianna Taylor, 26 years young. Louisville, Kentucky. Fort Worth, Texas. Freddie Gray, 25 years young. Baltimore, Maryland. Tamir Rice, 12 years young. Cleveland, Ohio. Sean Bell, 23 years young. Queens, New York. The year that they transitioned may all be different. But what, but what I want you to picture through my lenses frame is that their age will never, ever change. But for me, one name sticks out much more than all the rest, and that's what this is all about. But to all the broken families left, please, God bless. Now, my father named me Sean, same spelling, because he loved James Bond, you know, 007. Queens in 06, 50 Cent was on fire. It couldn't be beat. They licked 50 shots at tires, windows, doors, and car seats. Leaving his bachelor party, a day before getting wet, I was just coming home from a, from a party, sun rising as I hit my bed. See, I was 26 and Bell was 23. 
I was still in the mix. When I'm saying this could have been me. Time I wrote anything meaningful. I sent it off the platforms and showed my pops. Outcry over injustices was bold. I felt like I hated cops. I received great feedback over what I wrote, but I swear I didn't care. My father told me, and I quote, you should make writing your, your career. I still remember the impact you had. and still do to this day. What happened was tragic and sad, but it paved the way. Well, showing Elijah Bell, this is my story to tell. After you transitioned that night, I transitioned to forever right. So grand rising, young Sean. And I know many have been mourning, but after, after that fatal morning, a writer was born. Thank you. All right, so let me go to another one. Um, go to Salvation. This, this piece is called Salvation for a Tormented Heart. You check the mirror every day, despise what looks back. Tired of closing your eyes to pray, your smile has been an act. Sleep has become so much less, but even when you do, nightmares because of stress, no one even had a clue. You want to tell a parent it seems, but they wouldn't understand. They couldn't be coherent to screams that's gotten out of hand. Feels like my heart drops soon as I enter school. I swear I wish I were a jock. Why wasn't I just cool? Sweat begins to trickle from under my hat and down my brow. As some approach, they look tickled. Can anyone see what's happening now? There's a punch, then a shove. One of them takes my cap. I hunch as blows from above, leaves blood on my lap. Funny the day just started. Now off to my class. Bet money if I departed, so many, so many would have a laugh. On the bus ride home, I contemplated my death. I never felt so alone. I have nothing left. No one here to help, so I'll end this horrific dream. They all know how I felt first sight of the tragic scene. Maybe pills. My mother still has some prescription left. No, I know what kills. My father's gun near the kitchen shelf. Quietly, I walk inside and search for paper to write my note. I jot down how I would no longer hide, how with life I could no longer cope. I knocked something over, hoping no one heard this, this book fell by my knee. As I gained composure, remembering Jesus' words, don't be afraid, just believe. Both my parents rushed downstairs with disbelief on their face. The school called with much despair, but those boys would be put in place. I told them that this happens every day. I came home to take my life, that I couldn't find the words to say that at school I was not liked. But before I proceeded with definite harm, before my world fell apart, his words rang through like a car alarm. It was salvation for my tormented heart. Thank you. It's the last one. I'm going to go with a mother's love. <clears throat> words won't do her justice. Her heart can warm a city. The guidance and love proved lustrous, chosen by God's committee. Her beauty matches her soul, not to model in a magazine. This model was made for a role, made for only a queen. Her eyes tell the truth like a child. Smile pierces your heart like a blade. Kindness makes you stay a while, giving warmth even in the shade. Her faith was unbreakable when the ceiling was crashing down. She believes that you are capable of finishing the final round. I was almost taken from her. Through her tears, she still thanked God, knowing blessings were being chauffeured, but most may find that odd. Gentle as a bird's flight, strong as a tornado's wind, on her hands and knees at night, praying for our sin. Her cooking similar to a chef, a teacher by profession and grace. Her wisdom was so in-depth, preparation for every race. Made every home basketball game, her joy was heard blocks away. Calling me mama's boy wasn't strange, and I won't argue in any way. If that means I cherish this woman and her undying love for her kid, if my love makes me less human, then I guess it is what it is. Life has changed us all. I wish some things were as it was, but as seasons go from spring to love, I'm sorry, but as seasons go from spring to fall, I know I can count on my mother's love. Wow. <laughs> I enjoyed those. <laughs> I, I enjoyed those. 
Thank you. You know, writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some write primarily to speak a message to their audience. Others write because right. to stay silent is not an option. Why do you write, Sean Wordsmith? Yes, because you're right. Staying silent is definitely not an option. Um, I have to go with the creative role again. You bless me with a gift, I feel, personally. And um, mm-hmm. it would be sinful. It would be blasphemous for me not to share this with the world. Um, it's not mm. mine. It's not mine to keep. It's not mine to 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 um, keep under wraps. It's for the for the world. And that's why he gave it gave it to me to uh, give to the world. All right. Well, you've almost reached the end of this poetic journey, and I'm wondering. I know you're probably tired, but do you mind sharing one more to kind of bring us home all the way? Just one more. All right. Okay, let me see. Let me let me let me see. You want to go out with a bang, man? You want to go out with a bang? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. Um. This one is a short poem, but um, I, feel like, I feel like it's powerful. So um, here it goes. It's called Blissful Ignorance. <clears throat> I choose to use to breathe life into these words was taken by the weak from too many. As the ignorance floods the news, chance of black lives matters is absurd because the meek die by the plenty. The first and the last, the originator of all, the beauty is what they fear. No. This shall not pass. Off your knees, stand tall. I hope to make this clear. Educate without school about the past to the present or the future will be dim. Lack of preparation is for fools. And may I mention, you must protect your kin. We build foundation, bestow knowledge, spread the earth with internal love. It's truly amazing how all these cowards can hear the blessing from above. All right. Lessons from above. How active are you on social media, and how do you think it affects the way you write? Um, I just actually started um, being on social media um, since Mm -hmm. the book dropped, just only to promote. Uh, I've never really been a social media person, um, but to Mm -hmm. promote my writing, that's the reason why I'm on it. So that's the only reason why I'm actually on it, just to promote my writing. Um, to inspire, I have to use that word again. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's the reason why I use it. All right, where can tonight's listeners, man, find your work again? Share with us one more time where Shelby's <laughs> Shelby heroics, heroics. <laughs> <laughs> can be found. One more time, <laughs> I want everybody to know. Well, Shelby's heroics. Shelby's Heroics yes. um, found on, on Amazon. It could be found uh Kindle. It could be found um, on Barnes and Noble. It could be found on all platforms. It, uh, you know, you can Google the title. It, it's spelled C H E L B Y S. Heroics is spelled H A I R O I C S. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Sean Hunter, that's S-E-A-N, Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R, uh, or Instagram, uh, S.Wordsmith, and that's S period D-O-T underscore Wordsmith. Wow. Wow. What's next for you, Sean? Where do you go from here? What's next oh, for you creatively? Um, creatively, um, I already wrote or written book two, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to make should be heroics a series. So mm-hmm. I've already written book two. So hopefully by next year, um, I can have that out. I'll continue to write poetry. I'll continue to um, embark on more uh, writing techniques uh, to, to hone into my skills and, and to perfect my writing. So uh, creatively, okay. I'm going to continue to write. I want to um, write uh, maybe even a movie script to the book. So I'm working mm-hmm. on that as well. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Well, I want to thank you for being my guest. I really, really do. <laughs> I, 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 I really enjoyed really myself. How about you? Have me on. 
<laughs> As you, you can so tell, much. I don't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Well, <laughs> I'm a retired professor, so I'm the kind that asks a lot of questions. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> again, I want to thank you. You know, I wish you nothing but the best. And when you go out and share your poems on stage, just continue right. to remember you wrote it, live it. Be strong with your right. voice because you wrote it. Right. It's coming right. from you. It's emanating from you. That's, that's what I share with everyone. If you wrote it, live it. Live that's right. It. Those are your words. Those are your words. That's right. Don't keep that's them right. stifled. Let them out. Let them out. All right. right. And when you finish Shelby's Heroics Part 2, I want you to come back. And we'll we'll structure the program differently so we can spend the whole hour with you reading from your book. Oh, that would be cool, man. I really appreciate that. Yes. So please let me know. All right? I will. I will. Thank you again for having me. Oh, yes. You're more than welcome. All right, everyone out there listening, audience land. I want to thank you for tuning in like I always do. And remember, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night. Good night, Sean. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.